this is Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hi. This is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing. Uh-uh. Ah, fuck me. <laughs> this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions, and I'm here with my co-host Frank Santo Padre and old black shoeless Raybone. God, hey, you blues. Guitarist. <laughs> you may have noticed that portraits of me are taking over our social media feed. <laughs> oh, did you see that? Did you see the guy that did the that made you into Gene Rayburn? Yeah, there, there the was that one, but there was also a, one with a guitar and I think uh, that was Steve blind Hanna. lemon Raybone. Yeah, I, I have trouble understanding you with that strong southern accent. Yeah. Well, I, I got the blues, baby. Yeah, that, that Cajun accent yeah. is very hard. You've become something of a celebrity, Paul. Well, thanks to this show. Uh, yeah, the way that when they dressed me up in that suit, yeah. uh, I thought, you know, that's pretty you're, much. You're a minor internet celebrity. Yeah, I mean, what what, how, what could one dream of? <laughs> so, yes, Gil. Uh, a little quick housekeeping oh, okay, for this mini episode. Wait, wait. Okay, what do you're, you got? You're a little loud. I'm a little on loud. Mine. All right, I'll lower. Okay, hang, hang on. Is that better? Yeah, that's. Is mine? Mine's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I can't hear a goddamn thing. <laughs> I Don't wanna, blame the microphone, Sid. You wanted to, <laughs> Sid and Marty. Yes, to be uh, to be continued. Sid and Marty Croft will be coming up on a uh, on an upcoming yes. episode, and Gilbert and I have been thoroughly enjoying the research. Oh, and we'll, yeah. We'll tell you why soon yeah. when uh, when they come up. Uh, just a couple of quick things before we start. Um, what we're actually going to talk about for this mini, but you wanted me to read something from a fan. Yes. Uh, this is from a guy named Neil Holmes. He wrote something very nice to us uh, about the mini episode, one of the mini episodes. I don't know how I missed part one of the Mr. Kelly's episode last week, but listening to both today was the high point of my day, and I'm grateful. Not to put any pressure on you two, but you guys are really the keepers of the flame in so many areas of our cultural history and deserving of great praise and gratitude. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. Keepers that's of the e- flame. Keepers of the flame is that, exactly the right. That's exactly like what we wanted this show to be. A history project. Yeah. Yeah. To keep to keep these people's name alive, to keep their memories alive. You know, there are several dozen graduate students studying the show. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I get emails from the most interesting people and all over the world. Japan, Australia, the UK, Ireland, people, you know, I didn't know who uh, this person was, but thanks for so much for that's the fun. That's, that's me the fun. Them. Somebody I never heard yeah. of, and I turned out to be great. Yeah. Jackie Martling, mm-hmm. I ran into Jackie at Chiller Fest. A hooker! A hooker! And a drunk! <laughs> he loves you. <laughs> I walked into the chair. I went to, uh, I took my I'm wife. I'm a blind girl! <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jackie or the Jackie puppet? Billy <laughs> West. Jackie grabs me at Chillerfest and he says, "Holy shit, Tony Sandler!" He said, "I had a, I, I had to drive fifty miles out of my way to finish the episode." 
Oh, he loved wow. the Tony Sandler episode. That was a great that one. Was a, that, was, that was a history project, that episode. And I, I talked to Tony on the phone, and uh, he was just so grateful to do, to do the show. Says, send Gilbert my love, uh, Gilbert. Yeah. Gilbert. <laughs> what the funniest thing about with him, it was that so European. Oh, yeah. Because he would talk to us, and he'd go, uh, Frank? Uh, Gilbert. Yes, he kept referring to us <laughs> <Yes>. by name. <laughs> but he, w- he was old school show business. He wouldn't trash anybody. No. Until we turned the mics off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we, got the, we got the truth and, on a few people. And, and when we asked about Jerry Lewis, he just didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> to, to us, he did. Um, but uh, uh, Tony uh, is very grateful to have done the show. He said he heard from people in Belgium. Wow. He heard from other people in, in London who got the show on iTunes. Ah. And he said his phone was ringing for days and he was so grateful. See, that's, and, uh, that's, one, real of, kick. that's one of those things that we'll hear back from uh, people. We'll get like tweets and stuff from people we've interviewed and say, I, I can't believe the amount of attention I'm getting. Yes, now. it's flattering. He also invited my wife and I to stay with his sister in Provence, which was very nice. <laughs> take him up on that. the summer, which I just may take him up on. I uh, just wanted to say at this con, uh, the Chiller Fest, I also uh, saw um, Ed Begley. I had not met oh, Ed. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to go and, and kiss the ring. Uh, I had not met Eddie Deason. Oh, So great. I went uh, and I I got a big hug from Eddie. He, just, he stopped what he was doing, <laughs> ran out from behind the table and hugged me. Uh, our friend Lee Grant was there. She oh, sends you her love. Oh, she adores you. <laughs> I don't know what she sees in you, but there you have it. Uh, our pal Steve Weber was there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Jackie. And uh, I booked two guests, one that I told you about and one that I can't mention. A rabbi and a hooker. <laughs> no, not Jackie. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I also want to thank my friend Greg Razor, who uh, who helped me out a lot that day and helped us helped me with the bookings, and my friend John Fodiatis, um, who put up with it for an entire day and is still talking about it. And our friend Stuart Hirsch, who helps put that. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Stuart Hirsch and uh, and Matt Beckoff, who help uh, book that show. And I also want to thank an <laughs> artist named Martinus Von T, who sent us some wonderful artwork that I showed you. For some reason, you were colored green. <laughs> In the art, did you see this art? I'm not. I'm sure. going to show it to you. Yeah. He sent a he sent an acrylic painting. It's absolutely wonderful. Wait. Gilbert looked like Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> it was a really great caricature of Gilbert. And, uh, and he's in South Africa. I got a package uh, postmarked South Africa. I had no idea what it was. There was another photo because I you know I always talk about being. Uh, Turned down for a role because they wanted Billy Barty. Sure, which you'll have to tell Sid and Marty. Yeah, because they worked with him a lot. And and uh, someone put this photo together of me with my eyes closed, like I'm sleeping angrily, and Dara's there with Billy Barty. Uh, <laughs> that was Steve Hanna. Ca- uh, yes, that was our that was our favorite artist, very, Steve Hanna. Very funny, wasn't that great? Yeah, the things that this show has spawned. Yeah, rather disturbing. Spawn, uh, spawn is the right word. Yes, <laughs> the, the spawn uh, of uh, two other quick things. We want to also. I, I did want to thank our friend Gary Girani, who came here and did two wonderful episodes about Topps Trading Cards oh, and yes. brought us all those great books and, and Twilight Zone and Outer and Limits. The Twilight right? Zone great and stuff. Outer Limits yeah, and the new uh, Blu-ray, the new uh, Blu-ray edition of uh, the Outer Limits has Gary's 
uh, commentaries on them. So get those. And here's the surprise, Gil. Um, this is fun. Uh, uh, one of our fans named David West writes me on Facebook and he writes, Frank, I wanted to pass this along to you. I was in an autograph show and I had an honor, the honor of meeting the great Bruce Dern. Wow. One of our former guests. One of our former guests. I arrived at his table to get a picture and autograph. The show had just opened its doors and there was no line at the booth. After we said hello, he asked me to sit so we could take a photo together. And I mentioned how much I enjoyed him on the podcast. He stopped what he was doing, looked at me and said, that interview was one of the most pleasant surprises of the last 40 years. I'll tell you something. That Gilbert is one smart motherfucker. <laughs> That's awesome. And those guys really did their homework on me. I proceeded to tell him how much you guys are like that with all of your guests, and he said he would love to hear more stories if I wanted to tell more. And then he said I would gladly do another episode if they wanted me back. Oh, well. And there's a picture of Bruce. Oh, with, wow. With David. So we have to get Bruce well, Bruce Stern, if you're listening, you have an open invitation. Uh, we got to get him back. Won't yeah. that be he, fun? He, he was one of my favorite people of the many, many people who've talked about the craft of acting Absolutely. and what makes things work. He was incredibly insightful. Absolutely. And, and I don't know how old Bruce Stern is now. He's, He's in probably his in, his, uh, in his late 70s or early 80s. I, I got think. it. I'll have it for you in 20 minutes. Uh, Go ahead, Paul. You'll, you'll have, <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> You know, I'll I'll have grandkids uh, <laughs> when uh, when you'll come up with the answer, because Bruce Dern. I mean, he's been working for years, and and I mean, he he was talking to us about how he just wants to get better. Yeah, as oh, yeah. an actor. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. He's pure. Yeah, and he's one of these actors school. that I thought, holy shit, we have we're talking to Bruce Dern. I know. Well, that was a turning point. I've said it many times for the show in terms of booking. Yeah, you know, that we could that we could land Bruce Dern, and and to have Bruce Dern say, "Dan Gilbert, he's a funny motherfucker." Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Paul? Um, get a, a born nineteen thirty six. Nineteen thirty six. What does that make? Make him, him uh, 82. Right. Yeah, yeah. Nice work. <laughs> Your own theme music now. <laughs> Every time it's I like, come up, it's like the Joker and the Riddler and the Penguin all had their own theme right. when oh, they did yeah. the Batman like series. The, the shark and Jaws. <laughs> oh, the shark! Own. Yeah, now you have your own accompaniment. <laughs> Quickly, I want to mention some people. We've been hanging on to this for a couple of weeks because we had many episode guests. Uh, some people we lost in in the yeah. month of April. The great. Hey, me- did we ever talk about losing Marty Allen? We did talk about we Marty did. Allen. Okay, yes. good. Yes, good. we did. Um, and we'll get we'll. Get more of that into oh, the yes. uh, in memoriam show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the end of the year, um, Milos Forman died, the great director yes. of, of of Scott and Larry's People versus Larry Flint, and also Man in the Moon. But Amadeus and Cuckoo's Nest, and the great Czech director, and Hair, a good movie that a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. And I would also urge people to see his uh, two movies that he made, uh, uh, lesser movies or lesser known movies, Fireman's Ball. And taking off with former podcast guest Buck Henry. Oh wow! You know these movies, Paul? I don't know. See those. them both. Of uh, great director would have been fun on this show. I think he was a talker. Yeah. Uh, Arlie Ermy from Full Metal Jacket. Oh, and many. Oh, that's yeah. The and Mississippi sergeant. Burning, and yeah, and many other things. And I heard he was just called into Full Metal Jacket to coach. I believe he was a consultant. They, yeah. Yeah. And then they heard him and said. 
bucket. Why don't we just get him? <laughs> That's the story. Kubrick liked what he was doing. Uh, Vern Troyer. Oh, yeah. Passed at 49, mini-me. Did you ever work with him? No. Spend time, spend no, any time I, with him? Oh, wait. I did. I did. I, um... I was on an episode of Hollywood Squares. With Vern Troyer. Yeah. There you go. And they they said he also, he had like a drinking problem. I guess he had some demons. And he had, uh, he was suicidal. Yeah. So uh, Gilbert, you would say it was a little upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> here's, uh, here's somebody you definitely worked with. Harry Anderson from Night Court passed away. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Judge Harry. Yeah. Nice guy? Uh, yeah. I, I remember. 65. I, too young. I, I did um, Night Court about three times. And then a couple of years ago, I was walking down the street and I ran into him. We had a nice short talk. A very nice. beloved guy from all yeah. I, I never met. had the pleasure of meeting him. but Very everybody, friendly yeah, guy. My friend Chris Cluis, who wrote for Night Court, loved him. Uh, Mitzi Shore. Oh, yes. Passed away. I know you knew yeah. Mitzi. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and every single comic will do a Mitzi Shaw imitation. Every one of them. For, she, yeah. she ruled the comedy store with an iron hand. And I think, like, I, I remember I was already in all the New York clubs, and I went out there to L.A., and I auditioned one time, and they had some guy there, and he didn't pass me. Uh-huh. And then another time, I, I'm pretty sure... I was just hanging out there and Bob Wall was on stage and he saw me and he, we, you know, we knew each other from New York and he said, hey, come up. Oh, here. Robert Wall. Yeah. Yeah. And and I went up there and afterwards, uh, Mitzi said, oh, yeah, come back to the, sh- to the club whenever you want. You're, uh, you pass. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise from Caesar. Yes. A club that it was, I believe, started by her husband, Sammy Shore, and yes. Rudy DeLuca. Oh, that's right. We great. have to get on the show. Uh, former partner, uh, writing partner of uh, Barry, the former podcast guest, Barry Levinson. And it's all ba- so incestuous. It's all connected. <laughs> Barry Levinson, Rudy DeLuca, and Craig, Craig T. T. Nelson, Nelson used to be in a comedy. They sure were. Together. They sure were. We talked about it with Barry. My wife hears this stuff and she says, you got to get a giant piece of oak tagger do people still say oak tagger poster board right and make a flow chart oh of how all the guests connect. like those like those like those yes. things in the murder shows where the cops have the yarn yeah. going from one yeah. connection yeah. all the guests connect up you could, yeah. could connect so, so many of our weird. guests by so few steps here's somebody who passed away susan onsbach from five easy pieces yes and um play it against sam and the landlord and a movie i like with richard dreyfus the big fix uh, I know you're a Five Easy Pieces fan. Oh, yeah. And uh, she didn't work much after the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like a lot of actresses that, that made a big mark in the 70s kind yeah. of faded fast. Here's somebody Paul and yeah, I were talking five about. Five Easy Pieces, they had that famous scene with uh, Nicholson arguing with yeah, the waitress. Is, oh, sure. <laughs> this is great. Famous. On a chicken salad sandwich. <laughs> and she goes, you want me to hold the chicken? I want you to hold the chicken between your legs. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Michael Anderson died. You know who he was? 98. He was the director of Logan's Run, Orca the Killer Whale with Richard <laughs> Harris, <laughs> uh, the Quiller Memorandum with uh, George Siegel, and uh, Around the World in 80 Days. 
Uh, and, with, and with David Niven. He was 98. Around the world in 80 days with everybody. Everybody. Tantenfloss. <laughs> and, oh, and, and Bo, Bo Derrick. Bo Derrick's in Orca. Orca. She is in Charlotte Rampling. And and if if you uh, haven't seen it, you owe it to you. To see Orca? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. It's, pre- it's pretty bad. Um, and somebody uh, um, that uh, uh, Paul and I were talking about on the phone, Bob Doro, mm-hmm. uh, who was 94. A jazz guy, the jazz guy, yeah, and and relevant to this show because he wrote the songs from Grammar Rock and Multiplication Rock, yeah, like uh, uh, Three is a Magic Number. He was, he did, he did a, he did a real offbeat Christmas song with Miles Davis, uh, yes, Merry Xmas, you know, yes, and he worked with Blossom Deary, but he (laughs) he, wrote beloved to us because he wrote Conjunction Junction, what's your function, and Lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number. There you number. go. A, a, Gilbert, a tribute to Bob Gilbert Gilbert moment of silence. Yeah. You know these? You know these from from Schoolhouse Rock? Gilbert, oh. did your kids do Schoolhouse Rock? No. Oh, okay. Well, I get, uh, you, they missing out. <laughs> they are missing out. My daughter's teacher plays them Schoolhouse Rock, and this song is how she learned her three times tables. So there you go. Wow. She sings it in her head and then gets there to you go. Song. You're not talking about School of Rock. We're talking no, about no, school. Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> Bob Duro died at 94, 94, and this is a fun one. Don Bustani. This is Danny Duraney, who's been on this show and a publicist who's friend mm-hmm. of the show. You remember right. Danny? He was the yes. guy that was here, and he talked about catching Betty Garrett when she fell off a ladder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Saved her life. <laughs> and Danny's a friend of the show. He helped us book lots of people, Liliana Douglas. Anyway, this was his cousin, and he was. <laughs> he said, you should get my cousin Don on the show. Uh, he was. Uh, it didn't work out for whatever reason. He turned out to be the Don from the infamous Casey Kasem meltdown. Is Don on the phone? Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> he was the creator of American Top Forty. We'll have to with Casey Kasem. We'll have to play that on this show. We'll That's have a to famous. See if clip. we can find that, and we'll go and we'll have Frank. Uh, the countdown will begin. Oh, there it is. We'll go out. We'll go out on that radio station you grew up with. But we, you know the famous meltdown with course. the snuckles, the dog. But my favorite part of it is he says, "Is Don on the phone? <laughs> Where were the pictures I was supposed to see?" Well, that's Danny Duraney's cousin. I think uh, we should Pat. do a, a mini episode on all of those on like, the meltdowns. On the like, yeah, got the Orson Welles. Yeah, oh, we should do it. Shatner, oh, we should do it. And we, uh, Jack Palance. Oh, it's yeah. a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. A bunch of them. Yeah, uh, Casey, of course, Paul Anka, Yo. which we talked about with uh, with Billy West. Yeah, Buddy Rich, Paul Anka, and Buddy Rich. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this. Uh, so let's get to Chuck McCann. Oh, okay. Uh, who we lost, who but, was a friend of this but, show. But I I, I should say, um, oh, the midget. <laughs> Vern Troyer? Vern Troyer. I had <laughs> you have to say midget? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vern Troyer. A little person. Uh and I went out to dinner together, and when the waitress came over with the check, he said, I'm sorry, I'm a little short today. <laughs> <laughs> it took you 15 minutes and you came up with Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a strange way of picturing I've, I've, I've had a bad influence on Gilbert. He now comes back with a joke 15 minutes after we yeah, talked about well, the guy. That's, that's, that's the Paul Research timing. And and that's like us during an interview will go, okay, uh, and, and you know he'll be talking about how he wants to. Someone will talk about 
how they want to be remembered when they die. And we'll go, okay, now you started off. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried to do a tribute episode to uh, to Paul Lynn when he, uh, on his 90th birthday. Yeah, and you just, <laughs> you spent the entire episode slandering the man. <laughs> that was the strangest tribute episode. So left, left-handed tribute. I hope that Chuck McCann fares better yes. in this. We love Chuck. Chuck was an early episode. Yes. And uh, I went back and listened to it, and it's really sweet. It's on Stitcher if you guys want to find it and worth finding. Brooklyn Kid, born in 1934, Charles John Thomas McCann, a real Irishman. So we got to get him up on social media because I, I looked at him when you mentioned it mm-hmm. and started, and it's he's like like so many people have been on the show. You, you might not know the name, you might not know what he did, but the face is unforgettable. You've seen the face everywhere. Oh, people no. know Chuck McCann, yeah. sure. And and where the general public would know Chuck McCann from years ago are those right guard commercials with Bill Fiore. Yeah, yeah. Bill Bill Fiore, he would have been. An ideal guest for us. You like that, huh? Yeah. You know, these obscure guys that are known to yes. just you and me. <laughs> and about four other people. Like, uh, his, like his own family does know. Let me, let me explain. Yes, Bill Fiore was the sort of hound dog looking guy. He was a little bit of a Gino Conforti type. Yeah. As we've mentioned. And he was the guy on the other side of the medicine chest. Right. And Chuck McCann opens his, hi guy. And that was Bill Fiore. Yeah, always uh, played depressed. Yes. Yeah. He always looked like like the loser. Well, almost like a male Louise Lasser. Yes. If that makes yes. any sense. And and, and <laughs> like downtrodden. Yeah. And he was in the swimmer. Yes, he is in the swimmer. Yes. Very good. Uh, who who was he in the swimmer? I don't remember. Uh, when they go to the swimming pool, the public pool. Right. They run into him there, and there's people that right. Burt Lancaster owes money to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, they're there, and they're going, oh, gee, Mr. Merrill, going to the public pool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think Chuck did one of those right guard spots in Groucho's on yes, the other side yes. of the medicine chest. And, and he, he talked said about working in the interview yeah. that Groucho, I lived like a block away. They and... went back to Chuck's office and sat there screening old movies Yeah, uh, for, for hours and hours and hours. Uh, Chuck's also in the, uh, the infamous Turn On, the George oh, Schlatter show that was canceled yes. before it got from the East Coast to the West Coast. <laughs> You've heard we've talked about yeah, that yeah, yeah. show. It, I think it was canceled during the first commercial break. It, yeah. it was hovering over Oklahoma somewhere. <laughs> Chuck yeah, canceled yeah. while hovering over over Scranton. Right. Uh, Chuck and his pal Tim Conway were in that, but Chuck worked his way up in kids TV. He was on Captain Kangaroo, uh, on Rudy Kazuti. Uh, early in his career, he's on the Vaughn Meter album. He's on First Family. Oh, did you know that? No. Doing voices. And he did a lot of voices. He was the original Sonny the Cuckoo Bird. Yes. Before Larry Kenny. Yes. Who sat in that chair, uh, succeeded him. Uh, he did Cool McCool, Bob That's Kane's right. show. Uh, he was a secret agent. Of course, Far Out Space Nuts with Bob Denver. That's a Sid and Marty show. There's another connection. And And I was watching that yesterday. <laughs> And it has him and, yeah. You were watching and, Far Out Space Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> him, oh, 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 you were doing Sid and Marty research. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> him and, and Bob Denver are uh, janitors yes. at NASA. And he goes, okay, we got our lunch. And the machine goes, lunch. And that is the. That's uh, the premise. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, now they're in outer space. I don't think that one lasted very long. <laughs> what was so, the one with shockingly? There's one. There's another one with Jim Neighbors, and uh, is it the um, a space uh, one? Yeah, not far out space nuts. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I'll th- the Lost Saucer. I oh. think the one with there's one with Jim Neighbors and Ruth Buzzy. Does this wow. does this mean anything to you? No. Okay. I just, <laughs> I just the classic line of Jim Neighbors. Of, I'm sorry, I said this. Of, <laughs> of Do- Dolly Parton, while his boyfriend said he wanted to fuck Dolly Parton, and she goes, "You're gonna fuck that cunt in the pussy," <laughs> and then. Think you're gonna fuck me in the ass? <laughs> the, Ch- the Chuck McCann episode has taken an ugly turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what the, do you have? The Lost Saucer is right. Yeah, the Lost Saucer. September 19, September 6, 1975. How many episodes? To September 2nd, 1976. Number of episodes, 16. That's not bad. That's wow. too bad. I'm not even sure Far Out Space Nuts bad. made it that far. We better put one of these up on social media, too, because neighbors in a silver metallic suit it's yeah. not to be missed here's some more cool shit about chuck he he was one of the founding members oh you know this of the sons of the desert oh, of the laurel okay, and yeah. hardy uh tribute organization now, now did chuck mccann then buy up all the rights to i don't know but you know mark evanier will know and yeah. he's coming in in a couple of weeks so we'll ask him stuff about chuck they were close uh a former podcast guest was one of the co-founders of sons of the desert do you know who Ooh. with chuck and an artist named Al Kilgore, who I knew. That's another story for another day. Uh, that, that's when we interviewed Edgar Kennedy. I no, think. no, no. <laughs> the other founding member, one of the other founding members of uh, Sons of the Desert was Orson Bean. Oh! Who was on this show. How about that? Um, Orson Bean, when both Orson Bean and Dick Van Dyke told us that they were friends and in their early days would go to the zoo together to watch a monkey who jerked off. <laughs> you know, we have more weird monkey content on this show. The, 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 the chimps, the cunnilingus chimps from Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> yes. The sequel to the marquee chimps, by that, the way. That was, they were very famous. The, the, yeah, I knew you were going to go there. They were very famous on the Ed Sullivan. The cunnilingus chimps. <laughs> <laughs> Was, You've got me thinking like there you. was the Niro, Nairobi trio <laughs> the Nairobi and the was Cunnilingus Chimps. The Nairobi trio wasn't it Steve Allen? No, that was Ernie Kovacs. I, I think Kovacs. the Cunnilingus Chimps were part of the British invasion. I didn't know that. <laughs> they, well, I knew everything about the British invasion. They came to America with the Dave Clark Five. We've done stories about chimps ripping people's faces off. The chimp that bit Danny Bonaducci. We've talked to Joe Dante about monkeys in the mail. This show has a strange recurring simian. Uh, also, another connection to Chuck on a podcast guest. He's in Norman Lear's All That Glitters, which was a uh, which was a soap kind of a, a kind of a primetime soap. Oh, oh okay. A spoof and uh, very good in The Projectionist, which yes. we, a movie we've talked yes. about which our listeners need to with see. With Rodney Dangerfield. With, with a young Rodney Dangerfield. Um we want to recommend that and The Heart is a Lonely Hunter with Alan Arkin. Yes. We played the we played the deaf mute and he really showed acting range. He was a good actor. Yeah. He was a good serious actor. He did and, a lot of stuff. I remember mm-hmm. from his show uh like when I was a kid watching him and he would he would come out, they'd play the Little Off and Annie song, sure. and he'd dance. 
And he put the little white out his eyes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. and he they played the Dick Tracy song yep. like Dick Tracy he had a bulldog jaw. Dick Tracy he is the arm of the law. Dick Tracy better do what he say. Crime doesn't never pay. It's just, it's just, that's <laughs> the stuff is a, he remembers. This is is reminds me of Here Comes the Fox. Gilbert yeah, is the yeah, only the After the Fox. <laughs> after the Did you fox. grow up with Chuck McKay? You grew up in New York. Where'd you grow up? In the no, no, area? I grew, no, Michigan. Michigan. So you right. don't know Chuck You don't know I don't, Chuck I knew Soupy, Soupy Sales, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Chuck became national at some point, didn't he? Yeah. Did he I not? I uh, listen, Going back and listening to the episode we did was, was funny because you busted his balls. <laughs> For the entire episode, you kept saying, "I don't want to talk to you." I was, I at one point about nine minutes in, he says, "Am I talking too much?" <laughs> and you wouldn't let the guy, you wouldn't cut the guy a break. Uh, you just roasted him. Um, but he told us some great stuff. You asked him the first time he got on stage, and it was fifth grade. He got up and did an impression of Arthur Godfrey. <laughs> Famous anti-Semite. Right, right, because the kids love, you know, the fifth graders love Arthur Godfrey. How was you? How was you? There you go. I believe you pointed that out to yes. him. Yes. Um, I hate those Jews. <laughs> he told us that great story about Chaplin and Stan Laurel coming to America and leaving their shoes outside in the hallway oh, at night. You remember this story? Yes. Because they used to do it in, in the U.K., they would shine your shoes. They would collect uh, the, right. ho- the hotel right. guest shoes and return them. Yeah, shined up in the morning, and they assumed they checked into some flea bag hotel in New York, Chaplin and Stan Laurel, and they put their shoes out, and their shoes were gone. (laughs) And Stan Laurel had to walk around Manhattan in slippers, and he had these curled-up toes on the slippers that were like like elf shoes, and he was humiliated. That's a funny story. He knew Keaton well. He knew Stan Laurel well. He befriended those guys. While we were talking to him on the episode, he said, well, he says at one point, I'm looking at Buster Keaton's chair. I have it in my office. I have the... Oh, the, yeah. the chair that Buster used to come and sit in, and uh, 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 just great stuff. He was very touched, I think, to be talking to us. Um, and he's in the Aristocrats. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, he's in the Aristocrats. Um, at the end, it got sentimental because we were saying you influenced entire generations, and Billy Crystal, who's a big fan, had told him that too, and he said, "I never knew it, guys. I never knew it. I I really never." understood the 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 depth of my impact oh geez. which was which was so sweet and i i gotta tell you oh he's still alive okay but um will jordan former podcast yeah. guest yeah. and great great mimic love will uh he he hasn't been feeling well yes and yes. darren and i went to visit him yes in like this jackie jackie home. went too and and Will Jordan, he was lying there in the bed, and his voice is very weak. And we said something to him, and and he said to me, uh, like I said something like, well, thanks for letting me come over and uh, visit you. And he goes, and this was something that made me both very happy and very sad at the same level. He said very weakly, he goes, he goes, no, um, you know, Gilbert, no one has ever treated me with as much dignity as you have. How about that? And it filled me with warmth. How about that? That I, I made him feel that good, but also terrible at the same time. And clearly he doesn't know you. 
very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I talked to Jackie about Will went to uh, Jackie went to see Will and they moved him out of that facility. He's oh. doing a little bit better. Oh, good. So he says good. he has some friends taking care of him now. So, oh, that's good. But if but if people if our listeners who hear this want to want to get a note to Will or want to post uh, anything on uh, on the Listener Society or on or on my page or on Facebook uh, on the uh, on the on the on the podcast page, we'll get it to Will. Um, one of our great guests. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's great is you get Chuck McCann uh, saying the F word by the end of the episode. You're pushing and pushing. And finally, Chuck says, you know, guys, I was really grateful to do this, but you kind of fucked up my Sunday. <laughs> well, did he and also say that? You know, no, it was Tuesday. <coughs> nobody has treated me with such respect. He did not. <laughs> he did not. But I'm sorry we didn't get to say goodbye to Chuck or have him back a second time. I know. Because there was more to cover. But we, we get overwhelmed and there's so many people to talk to. Uh, with this and show, Marion Ross came on and said, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, you seem to bring that out in people. That must be that dignity thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's all anybody could talk about with the Marion Ross episode. Yes, was that she said uh, he got her to say "fuck" because it's Mrs. C. Yeah. I think twice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got four or five out of Chuck McCann. Yeah. My childhood is forever sullied. Anyway, the great Chuck McCann, uh, yeah. a, a, a big loss and another one of our podcast guests that, um, you know, going back to what we said at the beginning of the show and, and keeping this history alive just to get to talk to those guys. I lose sight of it. Yeah. You know, 200 episodes and, and you get buried in them yeah. after a while. It's so much work. And and, and uh, I went back and I listened to Chuck and I thought, man, this is this is sweet. This is a real we really made him happy. Yes. You know, and for us to be able to do that for people who, that we grew up on, you know, who, who, who entertained and, us, it's a little, it's a little chance to give back. And it, it's kind of like that. I, I always think of that, that line from, um, uh, death of a salesman, mm -hmm. like attention must be paid. Attention must be paid. Yeah. So I'm quoting Arthur Miller. This show, this <laughs> yeah. show is heady. The literary depths we reach here are incredible. And, and, and the cunnilingus chimps to Arthur Miller. <laughs> That's rage. Yeah. And, and baby, another Arthur Miller quote: "Hey, I just fucked Marilyn Monroe." <laughs> 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 the better known quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's on Wiki quote. The, the girl from Some Like It Hot sucked my dick. <laughs> See, he has a moment. It's tender. Right. It's real. It's sweet. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> he ruins it. It's gone. Oh, you want to take us out there? <laughs> Mr. Dignity? <laughs> That's the name of your well, next at least your next C D. We avoided Mr. slandering Dignity. We avoided slandering Chuck McCann at well, least. We didn't so do badly. We're, we're, not, we're not done we yet. We let so Chuck it. off the hook. Have Chuck. you at last, sir, no dignity? Oh, oh he's doing <laughs> Joseph Welch. <laughs> the show has a historical component. There's everything on this podcast. Yeah, what more could you want? What more could you ask? <laughs> for the this price of Stitcher. This has been on, I should mention, uh, uh, it was recorded at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Ferderosa. Who's celebrating a birthday. And so happy birthday to the en to engineer, Frank. This has been a very my wife. sentimental and dignified episode <laughs> of Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. This Sunday afternoon at 1, right here on the radio station you grew up with. Music Radio 138. Oh, fuck. What the hell's going on here? 
Jeez, well, isn't it the last hour? We got another hour to do? Jeez, I thought we were almost finished. Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, man. Ponderous, <laughs> fucking ponderous. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at 2. Gold. 2. Now, we're up to our long-distance dedication. There it is. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. I'm coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time, I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I gotta talk about a fucking dog dying.